Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, host Melitza Yelenich. And for those of you who are brand new to this uh, amazingly cool show, I think it's an amazingly cool show, um, I'd like to let you know a little bit about myself. So, for one, thank you for joining us. It takes a pretty cool person to come in and listen to stuff about bodies that can be pretty intimate and pretty interesting. And especially today's topic of are you all tied up is is a particularly kind of can be a vulnerable topic for people. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to exploring this all with you guys. So for those of you who are new again, um, what I have actually chosen to create in my life is a way that allows me to touch bodies for a living. So I get to work on bodies. I'm actually trained in a type of somatic body work that's called the mitzvah technique, which uses gentle body movement to align your spine basically through your skeletal system out into your body. So I trained on that for many years um, and I am like qualified to teach it, to be a part practitioner. Um, so you know, what it, a lot of people think they have to do is get themselves into a lot of pain before they choose to actually have, um, you know, to change something or to have joy in their body. And one of the things I'm aware of is that the more we actually choose to have joy and ease in our body every day and all the time, the less likely we are going to have, say, long-term diseases, things that are chronic um, you know, we may have the occasional stub toe, but we're, or maybe not even that. Like, the chances of us actually having far greater ease in our body and starting to kind of, like, literally eliminate chronic diseases on this planet, to me, a lot of that has to do with finding what works for you, for your body, um, in this embodiment. So, you know, we have a lot of things that people have kind of deemed as, uh, you know, the right way. And a lot of people will follow um, what they think is the right way, whether that's like, you know, solely going down a spiritual path or solely taking the medical route for your healing. Um, I'm a huge fan of everything that exists on the planet. So if something works for you and you like it, please choose it. And if it creates more for you and your body, please choose it. So um, I just happen to do this body work that does create ease in bodies through gentle movement along with um, several different energy work uh, systems that I've trained in, one of which is Acts of Consciousness, the bars, which is 32 points on the head that when you touch them can literally change your life. Um, for me, that is literally what happened with like one session uh, changed so much for me. It was really dynamic. I've done a lot of other energy work prior to that. So it wasn't that it was new to me. It wasn't that it was the first time I'd ever had energy work. I'd had a lot of energy work from a lot of different people. And all of them had 
uh, things that worked for me at the time, um, there was always something that was kind of missing, like a thing that I just couldn't change. Um, and with access bars and the tools of access consciousness, there are things that were constantly bothering me in my life for oh, over 30, 35 years that changed literally within minutes. So um, what I like to offer you guys on this show is not uh, a right point of view. I just like to open you up to possibilities of, you know, and to facilitate for you to look at different possibilities for your body, for joy, for joy of embodiment, for more fun with sex, with for more fun with, you know, copulation, putting those body parts together. How much fun can you have? And working add some more play to all of it. So the topic uh, for today, are you all tied up? So is actually because a lot of us, and what I have become aware of is a lot of us actually tie ourselves up in our lives, so much so that we actually avoid having joy in other areas. So this topic is multi-leveled. So today we're actually going to explore different things. One of the things is going to be you know, the more um, fun in the bedroom aspect of being all tied up, uh, you know, when it's by choice. We're also going to explore some of those parts that aren't so fun when, um, because tying up people actually embodies, has, can bring up a lot of stuff. It can bring up abuses. It can bring up torture. It can bring up a lot of stuff either from this embodiment or other embodiments. So we're going to look at all of that as well. As everywhere that we energetically, emotionally have tied ourselves up and where we've actually done that as well with um, things that we're limited, either physically limited, like I can't move to this place, blah, blah, blah. So you tie up your life, your living, and your body. And what I'm aware of is that once we become aware of where we have tied ourselves up, where we've actually stopped ourselves from having choice. So say, for example, you could say you're tied up in a relationship, possibly you're married, and so you've chosen, you're tied up in this relationship. So even if a body comes into your life that just sparks something for you that you you know, after being very aware, have asked lots of questions and are aware that this body could contribute greater ease, greater joy to you. And then you've concluded, I'm all tied up because I'm in a relationship or I'm married or whatever it happens to be, that you've actually stopped yourself from receiving because you've tied yourself into a conclusion. So you might tie yourself into conclusions for other things like, oh, I can't do that because maybe my body parts aren't functioning totally. So, you know, we tie ourselves up in the funniest ways. For example, men might tie themselves up with erectile dysfunction so they can't actually perform, you know, or think they can't perform when we know there's so many more options other than having uh, penile vaginal penetration sex. So, I'd like you to start to really open your world up to where you open your world up to just noticing where you are tying yourself up so that you can actually have choice to have fun with it, whether it is in the bedroom or whether it is in your life. Some people actually like being tied up and it really works for them. So neither is a right or a wrong. The thing is, once you become aware of where you've actually tied yourself up different ways, um, tied yourself down, restrained yourself, constrained yourself, 
basically you've incarcerated yourself. Where you've done that, you have not allowed yourself to have choice. And I'm a huge fan of choice. So what one of the things that, um, as I was kind of playing with this topic, was, uh, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey came out about a year or two ago, and I had a whole bunch of uh, friends who were just going um, buck nasty over this whole movie. They thought it was like the coolest thing on, you know, ev ever to just come out publicly in theater. They thought it was probably super cool, but I think a lot of them hadn't seen some of the movies in the 90s that were uh, pretty hardcore, actually. Um, so, what, uh, what, like Basic Instinct, for example. So, what I became aware of was that there is this kind of, there is a sort of underlying desire somewhere that we have to connect. And that underlying desire to connect sometimes gets misidentified and misapplied as actually being bound together. So in some traditions there of marriage, they actually do something called a hand fasting. Um, I had friends who were Wiccan who did hand fasting rather than so-called marriage. In um, the Serbian tradition, I can only speak for that because that's part of my heritage. Um, in the ceremony of marriage, they actually take a cloth and they kind of they put it around your hands in a sort of symbolic way of tying the husband and wife together. So we've actually done this historically. We've actually tied ourselves to each other, created commitments through tying ourselves to each other. We also tie ourselves to different things, like our careers, like our families, like our insanities. We actually commit ourselves to a lot of these things that are actually insane things in our in our heads, right? And we totally, totally tie ourselves to our limitation. Thank you for that in the chat room. So yeah, we, we do. We we tie ourselves and we tie ourselves up with these things. And part of it is there is this like part of us that is aware that there can be a playfulness with it. And there's also a part of us that is aware that if the energy even gets switched a little bit, it becomes abusive. So it's to be really choosing to be aware of where that line gets crossed from play to abuse. And I know it seems like that should be a pretty vast area and there should be this massive canyon in between play and abuse. But quite honestly, there isn't. It's quite small. It's probably hair thin. So to actually be willing to be aware of the subtleties of energy um, that are showing up. For example, you may just start dating somebody and they all of a sudden have you tied into a relationship with them as if you're married. And you're kind of like, well, wait a second. It went from play to this thing that all of a sudden you're tied into and tied up with that you were not even aware was part of like the whole package, right? So though when you're actually willing to be aware of the subtleties of when there's this there's it's kind of like traveling through a tunnel i guess i don't know how else to describe it it's like you'll notice that there's like uh you, so outside the tunnel you might have all this light coming at you and everything feels really great and you're having all this play in the relationship so then you enter this vortex like a tunnel and everything kind of gets weird and you're trying to see and lights are coming at you and you're like 
what? So for me, it's that tunnel and like that tunnel vision that creates such a focus. And when somebody has that focus on me, it actually, for me, feels like I'm trapped. So for any of you out there, if you get this like trap sensation in a relationship, you you might also, you know, check your body. If you are in a relationship right now that has that kind of tunnel vision to it, just, you know, check, check your body and see like, you know, does this actually contribute to your body having this like super focus? You are the one, you know, I've dated you twice. Now we're going to act like we're married. You know, people do these things. A lot of times they just don't know how to relate. They just don't know. Most people on this planet actually just don't know how to have fun. So they got to make things serious. You got to identify with something. You got to label it. You got to make it real by giving it a name where you could literally just have play. You could. And, you know, the super grown-ups out there are going to be like, well, you need to grow up and you need to have a label because, yeah, it's really important um, to know where you stand in the relationship. What if where you stand is actually a place of play and joy and the other person in the relationship with you is meeting you also in a place of their play and joy. It doesn't mean that it's the same place. I mean, your place of play and joy could be like Detroit and their place of play and joy could be like France, some Paris or something. So your, but your places of play and joy are your places of play and joy. Um, so you can actually both be together in a way because you're both being the joy and play that you be. Now, again, it's not maybe the same place, but it can still work. So, though, if you have somebody who's kind of doing tunnel vision on you and tying you up, and you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to be tied up, then you got to look at, does this work for me? Or is this a deal breaker? And do I want to run like 25 kilometers an hour to get the heck out of here? For me, that would be incredibly fast because I really don't run. That's not fun for my body. So for those of you who do run in 25 kilometers an hour is way slow, use your own speed on that one. So we're actually going to head to break. And when we come back, I'm going to explore some more of the things that I've mentioned at the beginning of the show. So we're going to head to break now and we'll be back on the Pleasure Zone in just a moment. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. 
Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight our topic is, are you all tied up? And one of the you know, things that inspired this was actually this um, acknowledging where people do tie themselves up and that they actually really enjoy it. So I've noticed, um, you know, we tie ourselves up with busyness. We get really, really, really busy and we're all tied up and it's kind of like, I love it, but I hate it, but I love it, but I hate it. And there is often this um, push-pull thing that goes on with being tied up, too, is I love it, but I hate it. So everything you love about being tied up in your life, in your, you know, business, in your relationships, in your money flows, inflows, outflows, everywhere you have that you are tied up and that you'll love being tied up, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right round, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds, and everywhere that you hate being tied up. We destroy and uncreate it all. Right round, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. The funny thing is, is like a lot of people actually say they hate being tied up, but they secretly love it. So um, I get that too with people being tied up in the bedroom as well. So I would have to say that for the majority of my life, I had the point of view that that was unkind to people, you know, to tie them up in any way was unkind. Um, it was demeaning. Um, and I had all these these things attached to it that would sort of judge the crap out of it. And yet, how much play can be had with it? So I really encourage you to start to look at you know, where you have, you know, decided that, that there is something so, so wrong about, you know, anything to do with being tied up, whether it's with, you know, silk, you know, satiny, silky ties, or whether it's with belts, or whatever you're being tied up with, you know, constrained, restrained. What if you're actually not being restrained? What if you're not being limited by those restraints? It's funny, like, you know, I, I studied martial arts for a few years, and one of the things that we got to learn how to do was get out of handcuffs. And uh, at the time, even just having handcuffs on me in a class and trying to get out of them was making me cry and making me really pissed off. 
So I, you know, kind of sat there pissed off at my teacher, who also, by the way, happened to be my daughter's father, not my husband. Um, and I really, like, was really mad. I, and the thing is, what I was aware of, and at the time I wasn't asking questions, but what I am aware of now was that um, that he actually had a desire to tie me up in a way that was to not give me freedom for myself or my life or whatever, um, ownership. And that really didn't work for me. So, you know, whether he was aware he was doing that or not, or whatever that was, I became super um, super confused by it. And now that I'm aware of it, it's like, oh, okay. So when that energy comes up, I know the difference now between somebody who wants to actually uh, tie me up, lock me up in the tower and throw away the key so that I can be the damsel forever that they're saving. I really don't desire being a damsel, but if I'm willing to be it, then I can be aware of where that energy um, is showing up that somebody is trying to actually um, create that as my reality, which they can't, only I can. So everything that brought up, destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pock, pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. So when you become aware of an energy that doesn't work for you, instead of pushing it away, negating it, saying it doesn't exist, let it come up, become aware of it, go, okay, cool, so this energy, you know, if this if this shows up again, I'd like to be aware of it, and then I can choose different. But if you start going, you know, like I did, and I just started crying and bawling and not asking any questions, and I was I don't like this, I don't like this, yeah, get these off of me, um, and like having a little bit of a panic attack freak out because of every, um, you know, every lifetime and even in this lifetime where I'd been restrained and didn't, it wasn't uh, something that I was enjoying. Um, so all of all of those things were coming up on me, and I had like a little freak out. So that can be something that does show up. However, if you are aware of it, you're aware of that energy that doesn't work for you, then you can also be aware of the energies that do work for you. So say if you know being tied up shows up again in your life in a playful way, where, you know, maybe the, you know, silk ties are being brought out, the could be the, you know, fluffy restraints get brought out. You never know. Like, there could be a different feeling about it that is actually playful. You cannot perceive that playful energy until you're actually willing to let your barriers down enough, to enough which would be down, to perceive the energies that you're refusing to acknowledge. The barriers down on this one is really, really uh, key, right? Thank you, yes. In the chat room, barriers down is actually one of the key things to actually start to be able to um, receive any of this with play. So you can perceive the energy of when it is play and when it isn't play. So I know that there are going to be a lot of listeners out there who have had um, sexual abuse in their life, who have had you know, emotional, physical abuse. So for those of you who have had that, one of the things that I encourage you to do is to actually, as well, ask some questions. I know you hear it all the time on this show. 
And if you ask, and if you do ask some questions, what you're going to start to get is more awareness. So some of the questions I would personally ask, um, being that I have a history of abuse, um, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, uh, you know, from for most of my in, this embodiment and I'm sure other embodiments. So um, this is not something for you guys to like go, oh my God, I'm so sad. I'm just giving you this information because this is coming from my experience. So um, when when you are, if you are choosing to play with these things like being tied up, if this is something you feel you require to do in order to heal it, some people have the point of view, you got to feel it to heal it. And if that's something you feel is required for you, go for it. Um, and if you'd rather try something else, you can start asking some questions like, does this honor me and my body? So what is honor for you? Some people use honor in a way that's like self-righteous, which is different than what I'm talking about. So honor, for example, in some countries like India would be, um, you know, you honor your husband above all else as a woman, um, and uh, that doesn't work for me. So honoring your body is actually where you know what works for you. What works and honoring your body is knowing what works for your body and choosing it regardless. So it has nothing to do with making other people happy. It might as a result. It's also not looking at what is right or good about it. So a lot of times honor has been very um, confused and has actually been seen as what is the right, good, and righteous path that is honorable. That is actually maybe a version of honorable, but this is not the version I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you take the path that, or you know, make the choice that actually is wickedly fun for you could be naughty, even though other people might go, that's so wrong. Can't believe she's doing that. Can't believe he's doing that. When you choose what works for you and you honor you and your body, there will be like no guilt or shame or blame. So you, when you ask, does this honor me? Does this honor my body? Then when the silk ties or the, the fluffy handcuffs or the rope or the chains or the belt come out and your body's restrained, and you've asked, does this honor me? Then you'll know, you'll know because you're practicing consciousness. You'll know whether the person you're with will actually honor you, whether this act will honor you. And if it doesn't, don't choose it. Unless you are a person who really likes to have that meltdown, big crying fest um, in front of somebody, you know, then choose it if that, again, works for you. But if you're looking for play, um, and play can be healing as well. If you're looking to heal from a place of maybe a little more laughter, a little more joy, then you might have more fun uh, looking at, does this honor me and my body? The other question I would ask too is, will this be kind to my body? So, you know, if your body has been abused repeatedly um, or received, you know, different abuses, sexual, physical, otherwise, um, asking, Will this be kind to my body? Will this person be kind to my body? Maybe something that um, could really contribute to you in ways that you haven't had before. Kindness is not really something that is 
you know, it's on this planet. It's just somehow been hidden in, it's like a treasure that people are looking for and seeking out. Um, and what if we could find all the kindness in ourselves, bring it to the surface so it doesn't have to be a secret hidden treasure, let it out, and that way other people can bring their kindness out. And so when we are being kind to bodies, there can be a gentleness to it. And the thing about being kind to bodies is sometimes there can even be a roughness to it. So if you are truly honoring you and being kind to your body, it doesn't always mean soft, right? So what's kind to one body may not be kind to another body. One body may truly desire, you know, to have restraints that are like um, hard hemp string or something, and that might be honoring to the body, where another body might like some super loose um, satin ribbons or something used. So it's really something for you to play with what is kind to your body. Again, what's your body is different than what's kind to anybody else's body. And, you know, play with different materials, play with different things to see what works for your body. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just the fantasy of it turns you on. And maybe when it comes down to the reality of it, you'd rather run like the wind because the reality of it is it doesn't work for you. So that's something else to look at is, is this a fantasy for me or is this something I would like to be a reality? We'll explore that a little more when we come back from break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions? or any question too large. What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK. 
or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. And today we're talking about, are you all tied up? So a lot of us are tied up in our minds and bodies and our relationships. And, and then it's like, you know, we're actually talking about it on another level as well of um, the willingness to either receive being tied up or tying others up uh, in the bedroom and, and all this sort of emotional stuff that can go along with it. So one of the questions that I highly encourage you to ask is, is this a fantasy or is this something I'd like to make a reality? So for a long time, uh, you know, I, for many, many lovers, I guess I had um, many, so many. No, I haven't had that many. Um, but for a few of the lovers that I had in the past would ask stuff like, what's your greatest fantasy? I want to fulfill it. And the thing is, is like they weren't part of it, for one, so they couldn't fulfill it. Number two was I like fantasies to be fantasies sometimes. And that when the reality would kind of come close to showing up, that isn't at all what my body desired. What I desired was the energy that was that, but physically didn't require, my body didn't physically require that fan that fantasy to be a reality. So is it a fantasy for you to, you know, maybe have your hands tied up or tie up your partner? Uh, and then when the reality comes to it is that maybe you're really aware that your partner cannot receive it, uh, either being tied up or your partner cannot receive tying you up um, because that might really bother them. They might, even though you might enjoy it, it might really bother them um, that they think they might be hurting you. Even though you're asking for it, they, it's just not part of their reality to get that, that you're enjoying it or um, that they're enjoying it or whatever. So I really like you to look at is this a fantasy or is this a reality because so many times we'll we'll have oh you know threesomes you know people will talk about that a lot uh like oh this is a great idea um so in my 20s i was approached by a few couple friends of mine and and i was aware that the one friend of mine um that if i were and at the time i was aware enough to know that if i had chosen that it would actually destroy the girlfriend at the time. It, she wasn't emotionally able to handle it. Um, I was aware of that. I was aware for me that even though there was a fantasy in it, they were not the fantasy. They were not the ones I wanted to make that into a reality with. So that fantasy might still be there. Um, however, they were not the ones that I wanted to turn it into a reality with. Their bodies... And, and I didn't have words for it at the time. It's just that it didn't match for me, and I got that it wasn't that wasn't the match. Uh, and the next couple had done that had, that had asked me that the was a girlfriend of mine, and the her boyfriend at the time was really unkind to her, and I would uh, and she was sad about it, and I wasn't really willing to uh, wasn't interested in being with a person that wasn't kind. Period. Um, I was choosing my own unkind people or being unkind to other people, but I, I wasn't willing to be with her unkind person 
I could see him from a mile away. I couldn't see the ones I was choosing, though. <laughs> so, or the ones I was choosing to be cruel to. So, it's really, really funny um, that we often aren't even, um, you know, we, we think we're playing and we, we think we're having this, like, sweet, playful time. But um, the body that we're with is so out of their realm of what they can receive that it throws them so if if you happen to be with you know somebody and you're bringing up the fantasies of oh i'd like to you know whether it's like restrain you spank you whatever and and it's not like the average sex scene um you might really want to have uh talk about that first or even you know chat with their body first their body might desire it again ask if they can truly receive it because there's so much that we be um we're, just, we're all very massive beings it's we haven't received ourselves that much maybe 10% of who we truly be we've received but we haven't even really received ourselves that much so to have the expectation um that somebody else can receive your fantasy or you know try and make it a reality or whatever is full of expectations, projections, rejections, separations, and conclusions. It's so full of it that um, that we end up walking away kind of hurting ourselves, right? So I, I'm wondering how, you know, with the fantasy of being tied up, is it possible, instead of actually going to um the brink where you know it may actually send you down uh a spiraling roller coaster of healing healing crisis people call it where it's you know kind of spinning you out and you're like I can't handle this um so before it sends you before you choose something that sends you in that direction if you ask can I you know truth body can I receive this can I receive the energy of this so all your fantasies uh I, I encourage you to pull the energy from all the fantasies. Just if those fantasies work for you to turn you on, then please utilize them to turn you on. So pull energy from those fantasies. They're like little, they're like little tiny universes we create that we kind of put out there um, in hopes that one day they might be a reality. But at the same time, we kind of don't want them to be a reality because we just want them to remain a fantasy. And so what if we can actually fuel our bodies? Because, you know, when you, you know, are masturbating or something, you're usually tapping into these little universes, these little fantasies that you have in order to actually get yourself off. Most people do that. So if you can pull that energy to you, like it's kind of like playing tug of war, but there's no nothing pulling back on you. So you just like pull that energy, pull it, pull it, pull it into your body, into every cell of your being and receive the energy of that. thing is, your fantasies about all of that might change. You may no longer have the desire to tie somebody up or to be tied up uh, because you've allowed yourself to receive the energy of it already. The thing with that then is you also have total choice, where sometimes our fantasies actually run our brains, our lives, and we're not being present with our own selves and our own bodies, our partners, um, 
our fantasy life can be a massive distraction. Um, so if you can start to use it to your advantage to actually start to have you receive more and more and more. Notice I'm using the word actually a lot. I wonder what that's all about. <laughs> so if you can start to use it more and more and more and more and more, pulling that energy into your body, allowing yourself to have choice, then what would you choose? So if you've already received all the energy of, say, being tied up, you've received all of it. Now, does your body require it? Truth, does your body require being tied up in order to have the turn-on that you were getting from the fantasy? Maybe not. Maybe it still would, just for fun. But there, what it shows up is that it doesn't, run your life. It's not something that you're forever thinking about or trying to achieve or whatever. So any fantasy you have, any and all fantasies, if you have a fantasy um, about being the godzillionaire and every once in a while you drift off into la-la land about being a godzillionaire, what if we can pull all the energy from that too, right? So these are little universes that we've actually created, different kind of little realities we've created. Um, our minds are potent. And even if we have one molecule of that zillionaire floating around the universe and we allow ourselves to receive it instead of like putting it out away from us and actually allow your body to absorb it kind of like a, uh, you know, like a nutrition pill or something that is actually going to feed your body. So pulling the fantasy energy, pulling all the energy out of the fantasies into your body to use it as like nutrition to feed your body and then allow yourself to receive more and more and more and more and more and more from it. And then it's like, hmm, are are you already that? in so many ways. It's like you can be more present with your life. You can be more present with in others' bodies when you don't drift off to fantasy all the time. But what could be, what should be, what if only, you know? So how about being kinder to you and others by having those fantasies and then pulling the energy to you to receive from those fantasies and the greatest kindness is knowing that you have choice so that when and if you do choose the tying up or being tied up, that you can choose it from a place of being super aware and conscious and knowing that either this works for your body or doesn't work for your body. The very cool thing is sometimes like when bodies are restrained in one area, they can actually realign in other areas. Um, so, for example, like when I work on bodies, I sometimes will hold a body part so that another body part can, you know, move into place. So sometimes restraint in a way can actually contribute to the body having more ease. This is why I ask you to ask questions so that you can know when that is going to uh, show up. So we're going to head to break in just a few seconds. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about how you can broach this subject with somebody if it's, you know, past the fantasy point and this is something you would like to make into a reality. Um, what are some things that you can be into prior to getting in the bedroom to have 
to open the line of communication to start to see if this works for you and for your partner at the same time. So we are going to head to break now, and when we come back, we'll talk about that. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S., Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and uh, today's topic is Are You All Tied Up? So some of the questions we've been asking, um, you know, we're into the kinky side of things now about choosing whether being tied up will work for you or not. So if you're just tuning in now, I encourage you to listen to the whole show before that. Um, a lot of stuff that we've looked at to be able to receive this from no point of view. So if it runs your life like it's the only thing you can do that turns you on, or if it's something that totally repulses you, then you know you have a lot of points of view in there. And if you're ready to and willing to, is now the time to clear them and change them so that you can have choice. I'm a huge fan of choice, so most everything I do on this show comes down to that, really. So one of the questions um, I'd also like to throw in there is, so once you've asked, is this a fantasy for me, or is this something I'd like to have as a reality? After asking if it honors you and your body and if it'll be kind to your body, actually ask too if it's going to be fun, you know, because sometimes it will be, sometimes it won't be. It might be frustrating. It might be, you know, 
timing might not be quite right. You know, you might have um, the kids coming home or, you know, you might have people coming over for dinner and, you know, it's like your partner might not be aware of it and they've tied you up accidentally and you're like, what? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure that sort of thing happens. So I'm just bringing it up. I also ask, will my life be more easeful and expansive afterward? Um, a lot of times we'll do fantasy and then things just get wonky and weird uh, if we try and fulfill our fantasies because a lot of times fantasies are just that. They are actually just an energy that we've created that contributes to turning us on, but they're not really there uh, for anything else uh, like being fulfilled. So um, please, please, please ask that. So getting your kink on. I just want to talk to you guys about that for a few minutes um, before the show ends. And really encourage you to open this is something that you know after asking all those questions and if this is something that is still a big great big yes in your universe start to ask um you know is now the time for this conversation is this the person you know is this partner a person who can receive this conversation uh, so much of it is because you're with somebody you assume well sure it's them i mean they're with me they enjoy me they must be the person who's gonna no not always um you know the other day i I came home with a black satin scarf and i just about scared the shit out of my husband i was like hey honey look what i got he was both intrigued and he's like am i tying you up with that are you tying me up with that and i said well He's like, you really want to tie me up, don't you? And I'm like, I really do, even if it's only for a minute. I just want to know that I have the choice. And once he was like, I'll let you, it kind of went, oh, okay, I don't require it so much anymore. Luckily, the scarf was only $2, and it's very nice, and I could probably use it on a dress. And every time I wear it, I'll be thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to tie my husband up with that. Excellent. How's it getting any better than that? So, you know, Having the conversation, you know, uh, for me, the conversation started with going, hey, honey, guess what? I went shopping today. I got things five for $10. So look what I got for two bucks. I I got this silk tie scarf. Look what I can do with it. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh. Right? So that started the conversation. For you guys, it might be a dinner conversation about, you know, how can we spice our love life? You don't really know when this conversation is going to show up. It's the willingness to have it, for one, um, and when it seems the most easeful, like as if it's just flowing out of you, um, that could probably be another great indicator that now is the time. And, you know, if you notice in the midst of you saying something that you're maybe feeling like you're stumbling or stopping or that the person gives you the face of, oh, shit, uh, they're asking for something out of my league. Um, just say, okay, cool. Like, no, it's a choice. If this doesn't work for you, maybe that's cool. You know, please be an allowance of your partner's point of view and don't try and throw and force your fantasies on them because not everybody's interested in what you're interested in. And it's, it's not kind to try and get your partner to do or be something that um, is not fun for them, you know? That is tying somebody up. That's tying them up in your reality. Um, and the funny thing is, is like, it might not work for you with them, but it might work for you with somebody else. Um, like, for example, uh, with my one ex, it did not work for me to do role-playing at all. Um, but now I could probably do it 
because my partner has no point of view about it. But it's for whatever reason, when somebody makes it their end all be all, it makes me want to run away real fast not interested so if it's something that's playful and fun cool but if it's something that's like a do or die i'm i'm out of there so i know i'm not the only one who does that i know lots of other people if you are you know pushing energy at them like please 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 you have to fulfill this fantasy a lot of people will run if you just kind of bring it up like a fun possibility then with no attachment like this is an option and it is also a not option then you know you can choose either way it becomes a lot more ease filled and chances are um you're going to have a lot more fun with it so for those of you who are looking to be tied up please have the conversation uh, be an allowance of your partner's point of view about what they're choosing or not choosing uh either way it's a choice um and then when you go to to play with it like look at um you know, is now the time. Because just because a person says yes right then to fulfilling that fantasy doesn't mean it's right then. It could be in the future. So is now the time to actually play with that? And what would they like to be tied up with? Or what would you like to tie them up with? And have a discussion about that. Some people might be yes to satin and, you know, no to um, hot chains. You know, and some people might be yes to hot chains and no to satin. So, I would like to like explore what is actually the thing or the math that would be fun for you. And there's so many variations from, um, you know, you know, the hardcore being tied up with chins in a sex dungeon to the very soft ribbons that you might just um, wind up around your partner. So how much fun and uh, can you have in the bedroom? Really? Like that's really what, um, it comes down to knowing that you have choice, knowing that you can have fun. And I want to thank you all for listening today. And whenever you're ready to add a little kink into your life, have that conversation and really see what else is possible. Thanks for joining me and join me again next week on The Pleasure Zone. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.